are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Is there anything better than cracking open a cold beer and listening to your favorite podcasts? No, sir. And I'm here to tell you that the beer you should be cracking is one from our new sponsor, Circle Brewing, located in Austin, Texas at 2340 West Breaker Lane, Suite B. You can have a frosty one in their fabulous tap room where lots of seasonal specials await you, or you can get lots of their treats in the bottle or can at your local craft beer retailer. Try their award-winning Alibi Blonde or their diabolically rich D- Devil Knight Barrel-Aged Stout. They have so many solid choices, and they are the official sponsor of OneOfUs.net. Support Circle Brewing and support us, and we really need your support. There is no site without subscribers, and that depends on you. Please think about becoming a subscriber, because we cannot do this without you. The four different subscription tiers are there to give different flavors of bonus content, but we absolutely need your help, whether you sign up to give 2 5 10 or $25 a month. Don't be one of those people who love something, but won't lift a finger to keep it around help one of us and keep those podcasts coming well then goodbye 2018 welcome 2019 oh but wait we got a little bit more to talk about because you see you heard from the gathering. You heard about all their things. You heard from the best of the of the show and the best of the site. But now it's time to hear from the rest. It's all of us here. Uh, Screener Squad, Eye of the Prize, Unite. Woo! It's time for the best of the rest, as I kind of called it. Which I, I keep saying that. I keep thinking like the uh, the doctor from The Simpsons, just like you tried the best. I'll try the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Second stringers unite. <laughs> You know, it's funny because I felt bad. I was talking to uh, Ben Glassall the other day and he's just like, you know, I, uh, it sounds like you guys are thinking that you're kind of the second tier. It's like, we don't consider any tiers here. We guys just think you guys are part of the site. So <laughs> uh, we're a little East Coast Titans or, you know, West Coast Avengers, that sort of thing. We're, I mean, we're a team, but you know the real guys are the superheroes. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're the, not at the home base. <laughs> we're not Justice League of America, we're Justice League International. <laughs> we're the one and a half tier. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, we're like, uh, I don't know, any, just the, yeah, like you said, the Teen Titans to the Justice League. We're the Young Justice, whichever one is better, I don't know. Uh, anyways, though, we're the Teen Titans. Boys we're the charge. Teen Titans. Go to their Teen Titans. That's what we. Are. Damn. Oh gosh! <laughs> you shut your that movie was good. Everyone liked that movie. Yeah, Two Period is really good. The movie, not the show. But the anyway. show's fine too. I don't watch I like television. The I like the show. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I am Justin Zarian, your host with the most. The uh, you know probably the one Latter Day Saint on this whole site. Anyways, uh, cool. <laughs> Except for Ethan and Ben, sometimes they come on. Not Ben Glassall, other Ben, I know. But anyways, um, we also got over here, I'm just going to go around, talk to people. Davey Pepper, start off with you. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing wonderful, although when you mentioned those two people, I thought you were playing that they were only sometimes Latter-day Saints, and I was like, how does that work? <laughs> I feel like that's very antithetical to the LDS. You'd be surprised uh, sometimes that happens. To the LDS ideology. <laughs> but I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, then over here we got Bradley Martin. How you doing? Good. Hello. Excellent. Uh, and over here we got London. I, I have a hard time pronouncing your last name. What is it again? Viavong. Viavong. There we go. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. And 
me mentioning uh, sometimes. I am a sometime Buddhist. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there we go. We got it sometimes around here. Um, but not oh, he's not sometimes. He's all the time. Nick Tice, how are you doing? Oh, all-time atheist. What's going on, guys? God is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing just fine. For the record, we have all types here. For the record, it is 9.15 in the morning, at least where I am. I know we're all in like, some different time zones. For me, it's 9.15 in the morning. for me. So. Yeah, for you, guys, for you, it's 8.15, Justin. 8.15 in the morning, God is dead. <laughs> And over here, Shaquille Lambert. How you doing, buddy? Yo, hey, I had to learn Taoism for like three months for a school project. So, hey, I consider myself an unofficial Taoist. Shout out to Feng Shui. Hey, <laughs> We got all the representation here. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. So, basically, this is a very similar format to The Gathering. But, you know, 2018 was such a huge year that there was no way that Chris was going to cover every single best of 2018 on that podcast. And... Sure enough, he didn't, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I mean, there's only so much when you have, like, 12 people in the same room trying to talk about their favorite things. So, because for, of this, so, I decided sorry, that... for a second, it sounded like you were trying to say, hey, Chris, you're a failure at just <laughs> No. I'm kidding. You're, no. I'm kidding, I love you. Who's we second love you, Chris. tier now? I would never say that. <laughs> Listen, we'll do your job for you. <laughs> Guys, I prefer second tier over no tier. Okay. <laughs> exactly. At least we at least we get to talk and have people listen to us. Absolutely. So, and what are they going to listen to? Well, I decided that we should cover anything that Chris missed. You know, because there's way too much to cover in just one podcast. So, we'll do a couple rounds of our group here, and we'll just talk about some of our favorite stuff from 2018. You know, movies, TV shows, video games, music, pretty much anything that really tickled your fancy, something that entertained you, something that intellectually aroused you, whatever the case may be. And, yeah, we'll go a few rounds of that, and then we'll have everyone give their, well, I don't know, like their top ten movies or their top ten whatever list. Just whatever they felt was the very best of the best. Now, to make sure that we're not stepping on the toes of the professionals, um, we will not cover anything that they already discussed on their podcast, which I made a list, so that was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, so let's take a look here. Who would like to go first? You know what? No, screw it. I'm going to pick. Yeah, <laughs> don't, everyone, don't, don't everyone jump up at once. <laughs> listen, we're trying not to stress out of being the first one there. We don't want to fuck up. Well, then, Shaq, why don't you go first? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> um, I'm going to start off not with movies. I'm going to start off with video games. Uh, I got to go. One thing to mention off the top. I know everyone was on that Red Dead Redemption 2 trade saying it's the best thing ever. It's the best game of the year. But there's... Uh, we've had a lot of discussions about this, Justin. There's a lot of parts that are f absolutely frustrating from a game design perspective. Games yep. that, uh, aspects that I don't think that the game I'm going to talk about, God of War has. God oh, of War was fucking incredible this year. Like, I didn't think that, when they first announced this reboot, I was like, how are they really going to do this without it feeling kind of stale? Because... As we've had like what six games or four or five before that. That was essentially the uh, same thing of just the same four. button masher yeah. with a lot of just murder, pointless murder. It was great, but still, <laughs> it felt like what more could you add from this? And somehow they did. Like the whole father son element really, really worked. It was good seeing Kratos in 
a more human role than he's ever been in the past. Uh, the set pieces were absolutely astounding. It even It's also weird to talk about the cinematography in a video game, but the cinematography in this show was incredible. Especially the fact that they made the whole thing look like one massive shot. Like, there's no point where the story cuts. Um, it's funny because you don't think about it when you're playing the game, and then you, and then you look back and you're like, yeah, there hasn't been a single camera break or an edit this entire yeah, time. Yeah, no, the whole thing <laughs> just felt seamless. And on top of the fact that they expanded on the gameplay that it made it seem more... They made you more defensive than you ever had to be. And that axe is such a fucking badass weapon. Uh, they finally I, made Milnor an actual weapon in a video game, and it wasn't a Thor video game. Exactly. <laughs> and just, God, like, there was so much more to it. And I feel like it was so such a surprise at how well done it was that, yeah, no, that's probably one of my favorite games of the year. So that's what I wanted to bring up to start off. Also, yeah, how no. do you make a great modern game? Why, if you just make it make it so your main character has to take care of a younger person? Bioshock Infinite, Walking Dead, Last of uh, Us. <laughs> Last of us. That is the modern way to success, apparently. Okay. Well, I think what they did. Environments. <laughs> yeah, what they did is, usually with these uh, updated remakes, they're like, darker, edgier, meaner. But since Kratos was already like ramped up to 11 and dark, edgy, and mean... Hey, they had to be like, well, I guess we'll make an actual story then. Well, <laughs> yeah. well it's great because when it's already dark and edgy, instead of going darker and edgier, they just went sadder. And that's <laughs> why God of War 2018 is so good because it's just, it's a sad, it's a sad person's game and I loved it. Yeah, Somber. Very melancholy. Boy. Plus, it got yeah. everyone to just start saying boy. All of the yeah, time. boy. <laughs> that, that was actually one of my favorite moments from the, uh, the Game Awards this year when they were reading off, I forget what the award was. It was they had Christopher um, Judge. It, yeah, it was like a Twitch streamer or something. Yeah, oh, yeah, because yeah. I think Ninja won that. But yeah, they, yeah. they had Christopher Judge and, um, oh, what's the kid's Sonny name? Sonny Soljic. Sonny come up. And yeah, they were about to renounce it. He's like, read it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. The thing is, it's just like, uh, the thing that uh, we mentioned with the kids thing, I think the reason why those work as well is because they don't feel like escort missions. And everyone knows escort missions are the worst fucking missions. Like, Absolutely your, terrible. Your yeah. partner always feels as capable as you are. And from the get-go, they make Atreus, like, boy, they make him feel valuable. Because, like, he does a lot of cool shit in his own. You don't have to require him to, like, do shit. It, it works perfectly. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, it's amazing just the, the, the depth of the design they got for that game. Because I, I, I was agreeing, like, yeah, Red Dead, it's a good game. It still had some frustrations. But that was definitely my game of the year I voted for at the, you know, our little One of Us Awards thing, which you'll see more of this week, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, this, that game was just so freaking fun, so freaking, like, and it's so amazing because, uh, you know, I, I had opening complained about how much I hated Kratos after the third game because I'm like, this dude is just a freaking soulless, you know, violent, angry, non-character by this point, and I really didn't like him at all. It, man, they did a complete 180 on him in this game. I just, I, I, I want to see more. I just want to see more of this game. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. And uh, actually, funny enough, the guy who made this game, or at least directed it, was the guy who directed God of War 2, uh, Corey Balrog. So yeah. I'm just like, hey, that's... He, he had to take it out of the hands of David Jaffe, because I love David Jaffe, but he does some edgelord shit. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he actually found a way to make it emotional. And even, I would say, too, that God of War 2 was one of my favorites from the previous trilogy. So, hey, that's cool. And it's also nice to always see, um, oh, gosh, it is it? It's uh, Nolan North and... Um, Troy uh, Baker. 
Yeah, Troy Baker. Sorry. It's early in the morning. I can't remember names. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's nice seeing them in a game anywhere. It's like, oh, of course. They're, literally, they're like life partners at this point. They just can't go anywhere without each other. So. Aw, <laughs> <Aww>, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Anything else, Jack, on that one? Uh, No, nothing else. That's all I wanted to say on God of War. All righty, then. You know what? Uh, I'm going to throw the ball over to Nick. Uh, Nick, what's one of your favorite things of 2018? Well, it was one of my uh, uh, picks from Fantastic Fest, actually. I was looking on the list here to make sure no one picked it in the gathering. And did seriously no one mention The Night Comes For Us? Nope. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dude. Wow. The Night Comes For Us is got to be, you know, that movie actually hurts physically to watch. Like, <laughs> it's it's like a uh, the guy who directed it, Timo Ta- Tahanto, I can't yeah. remember his last name, but he's directed some other movies before too, and he directs uh, action like if it was like an action movie, like if it was a horror movie. Like, there's a slaughterhouse sequence in this in this film that feels like if Jason Voorhees learned Mai Tai or something. <laughs> like, Why is that not the quote on every poster for this movie? <laughs> this movie is awesome. It's like uh, you haven't seen anything like this since The Raid. And surprise, surprise, almost everyone from The Raid is in this movie. Like The Raid and The oh, Raid wow. 2 cast just reunited for this movie. And uh, the the good guy from The Raid is the uh, Iko Ue is another one of the bad guys in this one. And they have a big fucking final fight in this warehouse. And unlike other other warehouse uh, fights, like where they manufacture just sparks, this one actually has... <laughs> nails, buzz saws, all a bunch of stuff that they use to hurt each other to the where they are it's like the the finally a fight between Wolverine and Sabretooth we actually got to see uh, instead of like <laughs> the any of the Wolverine movies. This yes. movie is fucking fantastic. I love everything about it. Um you know, I think the only thing is that it could stand to lose maybe 10 15 minutes in the second act, but even then it's like a it's really I I saw it in a morning screening at fantastic fest and we were all jazzed up and excited about it i wish i would have seen it with a full theater because i know it would have played great with an audience oh yeah no i actually watched it uh on shack's insistence i watched it with him and my now fiance which um you know i'm super happy about that but the entire time the two of us especially my fiance and i we were watching this and we were just cringing at all this like literally (laughs) they kill people with everything in this movie with like uh, (laughs) uh pool table balls um, steak bones, Fucking box wet cutters. Floor signs. <laughs> that was Safety great. Safety starts with that. me. <laughs> Literally, okay, when I saw this the first time, I, first time I'm upset that this put on Netflix instead of a theater because this needs to be seen with the crowd. Yeah. But when I saw this, I was like, "This is the most relentless movie I've ever seen." Like, I feel exhausted just watching them. How about those pool balls, though? The pool balls. <laughs> God. He's got a little bit of the hair and viscera still on it. Oh, also, there's a point where our hero gets bored with how he's killing people because, honestly, he has a shotgun. It'd be more efficient to shoot these people. But instead, he throws gasoline and lights them on fire. Because I can only assume he was bored of shooting people. He was like, I haven't burned someone alive in a while. So I'm going to do that instead. Yeah. Is this the uh, good guy that's doing this? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, wow. they give you enough reason to still like him, even though, yeah, he goes through some pretty hardcore stuff and killing people in this. Ooh, and a shout-out to White Boy Bobby. My, uh, uh, oh, my God, animal. he's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My boy, White Boy Bobby. If you guys haven't seen it, we won't explain it, but White Boy Bobby is seriously the best. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. No, I, I I love that movie. It's great. And, you know, it's funny because I remember um, I was talking to somebody else who, when I mentioned that it's the guy who directed Headshot who did this movie, and they're like, yeah, see, Headshot was good, but this was clearly better, like, like yeah. by a mile, so. Headshot is what he was, he was figuring himself out. Like, the there's a lot of shots in there where he's like, hmm, I wonder if I can do this and then this, and this was like, oh, now I know how to do this right. Let me go back and do it again. And the perfected product was The Night Comes For Us. Awesomeness. If, if there's one thing that I'd have to add, I'd say that, like, I hope that, like, the way that the raid make Eco Oasis star, I hope that this makes Julia Stella star, because she was so badass in this. Oh, she oh, was great. Her final face-off like... against the lesbian supervillains? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Was one of the most violent things I've ever seen. Like, especially the way that one of the, the second girl gets taken out you're just like jesus christ <laughs> you yeah live through that <laughs> no and i was happy to see joe taslim and other stuff too where i'm just like yeah this guy was one of those guys who's really like in the raid he's such a you know second banana character just like yeah you know he's good but he gets you know taken out really early in that film this one though it's really cool to see him take the lead role for a change I just kind of want to keep making making the same movies with these with these cast members and switching around the roles you know like okay <laughs> Julius, like, you get to be the bad guy and the main bad guy in the next one. You know, like, <laughs> if they keep doing this, they're going to die. <laughs> well, now that uh, DC's making some huge hits, maybe this director could make The Dark Knight Comes for Us. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> uh, guys, sorry. Turns out I actually have to leave a little bit earlier than I said. Um, goodbye. If anyone wants to find me, don't. <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> but, uh, well, on that note, then, you know what? Davey, why don't you name off one of your favorite things this year? Uh, the natural progression from a violent, brutal, bloody murder fest. Um, I'm going to talk about a musical romantic comedy TV show. Uh, <laughs> and I, I want to highlight season four of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which Ooh. is the worst titled show ever and is my favorite show of all time. Um, <laughs> For those of you who don't know, it's a it is a satire on romantic comedies with like two to four original full length songs in every episode about a mentally unstable woman who flies across the country to try and win back her high school like summer camp boyfriend. It sound it's on the CW. It sounds like the cheesiest, most saccharine shit in the world. This show is brilliant. It is so good. The music is fantastic. It deals with a lot of really complicated stuff like sociology and mental health. It's funny. It takes the piss out of everything it comes into contact with. <laughs> it is just it it is an amazing show and it is a show that is very weird to recommend because of the genre and the title and the plot and the everything about it. But it is just it's so good and it just keeps getting better and better and weirder with every episode and just it's on netflix y'all just just watch the damn show please it's so good i promise if i have anything to say about that is i relate to that whole i can't it's hard to recommend this because the title is shit because i used to be a fucking cougar town fan (laughs) (laughs) so you know the pain listen this show's really really funny it just has a terrible title that they even acknowledge it's a terrible title yeah so so you understand the pain yes That's awesome. You know, CW has a lot of bad. I mean, Jane the Virgin. I I just can't get past that. 
the title irritates me. The title's bad. It's another. That's another pretty solid show. Like I've watched a couple episodes. And I'm like, this is actually pretty funny. It's pretty sweet. But yeah, yeah, that title. They're so bad with that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, yeah, but back to um crazy uh ex girlfriend. That I you know I I haven't seen any of it yet. But it's funny enough. I really love the uh the, the showrunner or the star of the show because. She had actually, she made a bunch of videos on, what was it? Her first one was on, I think, College Humor, where she made a music video called I Steal, I Steal Pets. I, I love, <laughs> and, I love I Steal Pets. Yeah, and she just, her old stuff, I was like, God, this is so funny. And then she went on to this, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, if you, if you <laughs> just, want just, just a nice, fun, a fun hour, just go to Rachel Bloom's YouTube channel and just watch all of her old stuff. She she mm-hmm. got big with a video called "Fuck Me Ray Bradbury." That's the one. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's her. Okay, yeah, I love that that's one. the person that, that does this show now. Um, mm-hmm. So so it's so it's that kind of stuff. It's very, it's it's wild. It's a wild I feel, time. I feel so conflicted. I love Ray Bradbury. That just sounds so wrong. But <laughs> no, we, no, he watched. Apparently, they showed him the video and like. Like, two years before he died, he watched the video, and whoever was with him said that he had this warm, sly smile on his face the entire time, <laughs> which is just the greatest thing that Ray Bradbury was like, yes, my work here is done. <laughs> I wrote Fahrenheit 451, but this was the greatest accomplishment of my life. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, no, I haven't actually seen any of this, so I'll have to check it out at some point. So, and it's on its last season right now, right? Yes, it is currently in the middle of its final season. Okay. And did they replace one of the actors, like, just, you know, totally randomly uh, in this show? Yeah, um, Santino Fontana, who was the voice of the the bad Hans in Frozen, um, after season one, they didn't know if they were getting <laughs> season two, so he jumped on to a different show. And his schedule never cleared up, so he left for like a season and a half, and then the character just recently came back, but he's now Skylar Aston. <laughs> okay. Cool. And they and they do something with it. They're like, is this this isn't the same guy? And everyone's like, Yeah, it is. Your memory is just terrible. <laughs> so it's like a whole meta thing. So did they they gaslight so they her? Have... Uh no, they were just cause <laughs> she was dating him early in the series and they were like yeah, when you see your ex after a while, of course they look differently. Like, that's just the same person we've always known. <laughs> <laughs> so they do have real real singers and dancers, then? Yes, they're, the they're all... Like, most of the actors are all, like, Broadway actors, as opposed to wow. just TV people. Okay. Well, why didn't they market that? I, I feel like I should have been watching this. Damn it. Uh, because the CW, the CW did enough putting the show on the air. It is, I believe, okay. the lowest rated cable show in history to get a season three and a season four renewal. So, like, they're doing the Lord's work no matter what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. I'll add it to my watch list for Netflix. Thank you. Well, Hell then, yeah. um, Brad, what would you like to list as your uh, one of your favorites of the 2018? All right, so I've been uh, pretty much peddling this. It's not going to be what you think, because I have been peddling another movie, like, every time I speak. I'm going to put that on the back burner. I think I know which one uh, I is. saw a movie this year in which um, he, the lead in this movie garners the reaction, oh, hey, that guy kind of looks like Tom Hardy. But after I saw this movie... I'm like, that's Logan. Yeah. Damn it, that's Logan Marshall Green. You know, that's not kind of looks like Tom Hardy anymore. And the film I'm talking about is Upgrade, and um, it's a very visceral, violent, 
kind of genre-bending sci-fi action thriller that um, really just jumps in the mud of B-movies and rolls around it and, and, you know, asks, come rule with me, and I dove right in. I loved it. Um, Really enjoyed the innovative camera work for the uh, fight scenes, which you have to see them, unless someone here can uh, describe them better than me. All I can say is they were really fun to watch, innovative, jerky, not shaky camera stuff. Everything is very clear. Every punch is very much... Uh, cracking and bone breaking in your face. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. The ending, especially, I saw it with my wife, and we were walking out of the theater. I'm not going to spoil the ending, mind you, but we kind of looked at each other like, I don't know how to feel about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it was me, this is good, right? But um, yeah, yeah, definitely like- uh, in my top five movies of the year as well. It's it's like I feel like I can probably describe how it's filmed. It's filmed like those cameras that they put on roller coasters when they do like advertisements. Like fight scenes are shot like that. Like it's very up close and personal. It's clear and you get like all like the movement and the exhilaration, but it's just locked in on one singular thing at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know like in a video game where no matter where you rotate the camera, the character's always in center frame. It's yeah. kind of like that. It's it's a lot like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I love this movie so much. God, I fucking adore it. Especially that ending. The thing is, is again, I also won't spoil it, but the first thing is I was like, they better not go this route with this ending. Like, that seems really cheap and really kind of lame. But then they're like, no, 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 no. There's more to this. (laughs) And then when it goes to, like, what it actually (laughs) is, you're just sitting there like, oh, shit, that is... It's like some Black Mirror (laughs) on Overdrive type shit. Oh, yeah. And it works so well. No, I couldn't stop thinking about that ending after I watched it. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but also, I was super happy because I wrote I wrote an article for this in my um in, my, in our school journal, which I was super happy about. But uh, yeah, I just it's funny because it's one of those movies where you think on paper you're like, oh, it's just a really dumb, cheesy action, you know, bloody horror film, and it's like, no, not really. It's just a very good, you know, small scale sci fi dark drama, you know, and it's just. Oh, I just love it. Especially, freaking Logan Marshall Green, just the stuff he has to do, especially physical comedy-wise he has to do in this movie, he's just, he's a force unto himself in this film. He's just slapping plates on people. (laughs) And and he's just like, I'm so sorry about this. I don't want to do this. It's, um, oh, I love, Upgrade is so good. Oh, yeah. If anything, I, I, like, I don't want to take credit for this because I remember I heard someone else say it. But it were, they said that it reminded them a lot of, like, Jackie Chan's early shit of when he, yeah. he will do physical comedy where it seems like he's not in control, but he's totally in control. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's got a very kind of, like, almost Bruce Campbell-like energy to it as well. You know, just that willingness to do whatever he needs to do in the scene. Because even, like, there's that one part where he's, like, crawling on the ground. I won't give the uh, full context, but he has to, like, crawl and, like, like drag himself virtually across the floor. And it was just like, yeah, this is very much like an Evil Dead-ish kind of thing like that. So... But yeah, uh, so before I toss to you, London, I'm sorry, uh, Davey also did say that he has to leave early. So Davey, before you go, just name your top 10 list of everything that you, you liked this year. Okay, my top 10 things from 2018. Let us begin. <laughs> <laughs> At number 10, I have The Messenger, which is a 8-bit and 16-bit platformer slash metroidvania for nintendo switch and pc okay i was gonna say it's like that woody harrelson movie (laughs) 
Uh, yes, <laughs> one of my favorite things of 2018 is a sad drama about war from nine years ago. Uh, no. <laughs> this game is so, so much fun. I, as you'll figure out later on, uh, I'm a bitch for platformers. Like old school, <clears throat> old school platformers, they just, they own my life and I love them. And this is, it's just a incredibly well-refined Super Nintendo era platformer. It's like inspired by like Ninja Gaiden and stuff. It's just, ah, it's a wonderful, wonderful tiny game. And I highly recommend, especially if you have a Switch, to pick it up. All right. Uh, number nine, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes! Ooh. Uh, I don't like superhero movies. I just don't Asshole. anymore. <laughs> no, I, like, I, just, I just I can't get into them anymore. Like, there's so many of them, and they all feel the same to me. And I was so scared walking into this that, that it wouldn't be amazing. We got one great Spider-Man thing this year already with Spider-Man PS4. I wasn't going to be so selfish as to ask for another one. And then this movie came... And not only knocked it out of the park, but it fucking Babe Ruth did it. Like, pointed at the goalpost. I don't know how sports work. Pointed at the goalpost, <laughs> and then, like, swung, and then fucking touched down. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. This movie is so good. It really is. It is I agree. so yeah, 100%. unfairly good. The most, un- <laughs> the most amazing, some of the most amazing animation I've seen, period. Easily, yeah. Even with the lower frame rate, I'm like, it still looks good even with it. So, oh, I love, I love the little chop to it, and like, it feels the same way that the Lego Movie felt, where the Lego Movie felt like it was handmade. Mm-hmm. That's an even harder thing to go for when it's just 3D animation, but they somehow did it. They made it all feel handcrafted and just ah, I this movie, this this might be the best superhero film ever made. <laughs> it's constantly beautiful as well even when they're doing mediocre things like walking up walls i'm it's something to behold you know oh, yeah. it's yeah. crazy good uh, it's just mm, i love it uh and for number eight i have return of the obra din oh you know i've heard about this one so what is this about it is a one bit mystery from the guy who made papers please where you play a oh. detective on a washed-up pirate ship in, like, 1890. And you have to walk... It's just one giant puzzle, basically, where you have to walk along the ship, and you have a magical stopwatch that can show you the moment of someone's death. And there are 60 pe- there were 60 people on the ship when it left five years ago. And through context clues and a lot of deductive reasoning, you have to figure out who each person was, how they died, who killed them, and you have to kind of memento backwards work out what happened to this to this pirate to this ship. Well, dang. <laughs> uh, the art style is like really reminiscent of like old old like Macintosh games from like the early '80s. It is really beautiful and very weird, and it's a game that will make your brain hate you because it's very hard. <laughs> But it's it's so it's so rewarding. Anytime you get anything right, and it like locks it, and it just it just gives you the single well done, and it feels so great. It's like like this game is like a disapproving father finally just like patting you on the back, <laughs> not making eye contact with you, just being like, "You did it. Good. Do more." <laughs> um, yeah, that's spot on. Wow, I can relate to that. <laughs> 
no, I, I really like this game a lot. And if I had played more of it, it might be higher, but I can only rate with what I've played because I can't do it for eight hours straight because I would explode. <laughs> uh, for number seven, we've already talked about this, but God of War PS4. It's great. Mm-hmm. Probably the best AAA game since Bioshock Infinite. Awesome. I don't know. It's wonderful. Um, number six is Powell Pavlov's Cold War. Yeah, raving reviews on the site. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I said. Powell Pavlov. <laughs> um, this movie is awesome. Cold. War. It's so good. Yeah. It makes me angry at how pretty this movie is. Uh, every shot is composed so well that I was like seething in my seat. I was like, "How dare this movie be this well shot?" And, um, and on a four by three aspect ratio too. And it and it doesn't. I thought I thought we got spoiled with a four by three last year when a ghost story came out, but no, this movie takes ghost story and beats it over the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> Maybe because they have fifteen minutes of fucking Rooney Mara eating whatever the fuck she was eating. That, that scene pie. was great. Was that movie is great, cake. and I will defend yeah. a ghost story. Pie, yeah. Yeah, it was a veggie pie. She's a vegetarian. <laughs> yes. And you know what I am? Sad when she eats that pie because it's about grief and processing. Damn it. I don't give a shit. I don't need to see it for 15 well, goddamn minutes. Yeah, it's five I minutes. Was, I counted. I own that movie. Sad about Casey Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting watch. Everyone should see it at least once, I think. I agree. It is. It is. I also think it's very interesting. Uh, number five, Lean on Pete. Which is on Amazon Prime, and y'all should watch you know, it. I just picked up this Blu-ray. I've been meaning to watch it, so it cracked my soul candy. like a walnut. It is <laughs> very good and very sad. Um, number four, I have Madeline's Madeline. Ooh, uh, which also is also on Canopy. <laughs> a it's an it's an indie film by Josephine Decker. It's just it's one of those pretentious artsy experimental you have to see it to believe it movies and i know that that's not everyone's cup of tea but it's really really good i promise please watch it <laughs> um although to be fair this is coming from the guy who loves stuff like a ghost story so take that with a grain of salt <laughs> so Shaq, you will hate it yeah, yeah probably listen, i would be furious at it i know <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't watch it, Shaq, because I don't want to get in this fight right now. Yeah. Hey, I'll take it with a grain of salt as long as I don't have to take it with a goddamn pie. <laughs> uh, number three, which I talked about, is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Season 4. Number two is Blind Spotting, which is great and perfect, and I'm mad that Chris talked about it. Because uh, I wanted to talk about it. This movie is incredible. It's easily the best movie of the year. Um, and my number one of 2018 is Celeste. Ooh. Um, oh, is that the uh, platformer? Yeah, it is an 8-bit platformer. It came out in the very early, very beginning of January, where you play a young woman named Madeline with a pretty severe anxiety disorder who decides to climb a mountain. It is the most pixel-perfect platforming I've ever played. It is. It actually, it, sorry, it actually just got free on Xbox Live this month. So I'm literally downloading it as we speak. Oh wait, wait it's free this month. Yeah. Okay, I can't wait. Okay. My Xbox is back in Illinois. I need to go download it. <laughs> okay, in that case, everyone who has an Xbox, first off, 
Sorry, you chose the wrong system. But... I have all fucking consoles, motherfucker. <laughs> but no, if you have an Xbox and you have Game Pass or Xbox Live or whatever, please play Celeste. It is a necessary experience. It is one of the few games that has made me cry openly. It is... It's challenging. There's still so much I have left to do after beating it twice. It is... It is so emotional and so powerful. And if God of War is the perfect refine, like God of War, I see as a perfect refinement of the merging between gameplay and story. The gameplay and the story connect together so well. Celeste does that for a time where we didn't think the gameplay and story could connect together. The platform, every jump, every dash, every movement of this eight-bit platforming means something. This. I, it's it's such an incredible game. Awesome! No, I, and I, I highly, highly, highly recommend. I it. can't wait to play it then. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, now I'm out. <laughs> all right. Later, man. Later, okay, later, bye. Thank you all for listening to me. <laughs> the ghost story is not good. Damn it! <laughs> I'm still here. Damn it! yeah well Shaq have you ever tried putting a sheet over your head and contemplating your own existence when I was six (laughs) (laughs) okay so Davey had to leave right after this because of a family thing so we will cut it off right here and we'll move on to part two next